Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Spiritual Nomad Podcast. Thank you for joining me today. I have my lovely wife, Lindsay, with me. Hello. And she is here, and we're going to be just chatting today um, about some of the things that have been uh, happening in our life spiritually, some things that have been um, benefiting us in our spiritual practices. And uh, I want Lindsay to come on and just have a conversation with me because we literally talk like all the time about this stuff, like pretty much nonstop, right? Yes. And so I thought, man, like we should just record this uh, because apparently like I'm having a hard time with consistency. Is that hard for you to believe? (laughs) Not at all. (laughs) (laughs) So like I'll get super fired up about a topic or I'll be like thinking about a topic or I'll be like, man, I really need to post a podcast episode and I'll just like hit record and like riff and make a standalone episode or like I do have like a guest on that I've like thought through that I think is a good fit, you know? Um, but a lot of times there's just no content. And, uh, frankly, like I just get sidetracked doing other things <laughs> and I don't record anything at all. And so Lindsay is here to help me be more consistent yeah. and, uh, she's not only doing that with the podcast, but in my life period, Thank she's, you. <laughs> she's here to help me be more consistent and, um, you know, she was gracious enough to say that if I don't have a podcast episode already recorded or a guest, you know, whether a guest or myself, that, that she would sit down with me on Sunday nights and have a conversation with me just about a reflection of the week, spiritually speaking. Um, so Lindsay, I love you. Thank you. You're welcome. And, um, I know that you have, uh, really developed a major, like we both have really gotten pretty serious about our spiritual disciplines yeah, and our spiritual practices. Um, you have probably been, um, sorry if you hear noises, we got our back door open here. Um, but, uh, we have decided that, you know, this is something obviously that's really, really important to us and anything that's important to you. Um, even if it's at the highest, you know, priority in your life, somehow things end up shuffling down the priority list. Mm-hmm. And uh, this podcast is a great example of that. This is a really important thing to me, yeah. yet it's been, what, two months since I've, yeah. well, maybe a month, six weeks, I don't know. It's been a while since I've posted yeah. a podcast, right? And that can happen in any area of our life. Um, but you have been really diligent um, in developing a practice and you have certain things that have been like really helpful to you. And so the mm-hmm. point of this is just to reflect like, you know, if we want to talk more than just this past week, I think as weeks yeah. go on, like we can certainly talk about, you know, anything that we want to. Um, but you know, I'm just w- wanting you to maybe share, uh, with some of the spiritual nomad community, just about some of the practices that you feel like have really been beneficial to you, mm-hmm. like in your daily settings. Yeah. Um, so usually in the mornings I start with a couple things. I kind of been tweaking things around, like trying different methods and stuff, but there's definitely things that I've implemented that I feel like are like really important and and crucial for me that have helped me grow and helped me to kind of stay focused even just throughout my day Mm -hmm. on what really matters and, you know, being able to release things and just like helping me stay centered and, um, and all that. But 
usually in the morning I um I kind of been going back and forth like I I do gratitude so like I'll focus on writing down things that I'm grateful for for if I didn't get to it that night that next morning I'll rethink the day before and I'll start just kind of going through what were the highlights things that touched me that really um made me grateful and um that's been really big for me and I've I've read about a lot of different people that that do that and practice that and they say it's like it's transformative it's it's just changed their view on life and the way they've seen their days yeah they look back and they're like instead of thinking about all the negative things because as we know negative things stick when we sit down and we think about the things that we were grateful for that day we can look back and be like that was a great day and you just kind of do that mm. every day like yesterday was a great day and it just kind of continues to just be like that and that's how we should be seeing our days grateful and yeah and all of that um so that's one thing i do i think it's interesting that you reflect from the previous day in the morning sometimes because for me a lot of times i'm so like future oriented of a person that like i don't want to think about yesterday yeah uh yesterday's gone today's all there is and i just want to move forward like i think it's something I didn't know that you reflect the day before sometimes. Yeah. If I didn't get to it, cause I just really find it important. Um, but I, it will. And then, so I'll do that in the morning or if I did the night before, I won't do it that morning. But I, I now this month I started for the first time, um, kind of like writing out goals. So like I write down my goals for the, for the month, what things I want to see, um, maybe change or areas I want to grow in or um, just things that I have meditated on and really thought hard on that I really want to see happen that I feel like is realistic and possible. And, you know, whether it be just like spiritually growth or being a better mom, you know, whatever. Um, Then I go through that list and I just think on it and sometimes I'll meditate on it. Um, Sometimes... Something with that too that we've talked about is like getting more detailed and specific with those things. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, like, so somebody that you've been talking about a lot recently is a guy named Joe Dispenza, right? Yeah. And so Joe is more of a, um, I mean, some people like consider more of that, like, I guess you could say like a law of attraction teacher, right? How yeah. would you define Joe, though? Probably like. Or, but yeah. in other ways too, because he's very much in the spiritual. I would even say like new age sort of. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, vein of things. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a lot and about healing for sure. Yes, yeah, yeah. A lot about the healing thing, which you know, if you've not watched the documentary Heal on Netflix, I think he's in that. Um, I think so. I think he's. I can't think remember because I found him more recently, and I we'd watched that a while back. If you, if not but, though, if you watch a documentary, like that's his vibe. Yeah essentially you know like that's what Mm -hmm. he's got going on but uh was it him that was like talking about like being very like specific or was it no that was actually that lady um that you introduced me to and i cannot remember her name oh um was that mel robbins i think i think so Yeah, yeah she was the one that said you know you should sit down and um well they're like your goals and things that you want to see happen and change in your life. Like, I think it was like, take so many minutes and imagine that thing happening to you. Yeah. And I mean, it was like 
maybe a minute to three minutes. It was very short. Yeah. But that's what I do. Well, talk to me too about like you have a a meditation practice that yeah. is like getting I mean I'll look over at Lindsay sometimes in the morning and she's like in like the fourth dimension of heaven oh or gosh. something like completely like meditated out over there you know like like completely like you know like her body's here but she's gone dude like okay that's not all the time but there are some times where you're like and if you use your insight timer meditation app like the little singing bowl like ding and it's like eight minutes afterwards and Lindsay's still like in a different dimension <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> but you know you you've really developed a lot of those practices and yeah um you know we both meditate every single day yeah in addition to just writing things down I want people mm-hmm. to also get a sense of like what the spiritual practices are that we have yeah like aren't just simply action oriented like Mm -hmm. like i think goals are obviously great like and i think we need to be meditating on seeing and feeling our our what we the optimal things that we want to happen in our life we do need to be embodying those in our meditation right like but i think it's crucial to start with just meditating simply like because I think what happens is when you get in touch with yourself that's when you really discover what is it that I want to see in my life and I think that that's you know when you're connected to your truest self it it knows the things you need you you realize like I say it but I mean you know like when you're connected you you just get a sense of that and I think that's where you should start um actually because that's kind of well I mean that's that's where I started was more so just meditating before I even started with the goals and all of that. That kind of came later. Um, just because meditation was so new to me, I felt like I needed to learn that and yeah. discipline myself a little bit and figure out how to get rid of thoughts. <laughs> yeah, no, that's really <laughs> so good. So much. Like, I think the, the intro level meditation for people is just, like, mindfulness meditation, just being yeah. able to release things. You know, like, for me, like, I literally... You know, I, so for me, a few things that have been really important for my spiritual practices have been like my reading. And I know that you have had some reading too. I want to talk about, but the books that have been really impacting me, I've been reading the Tao Te Ching, like Mm -hmm. pretty much like as my Bible every morning. And Lao Tzu is always talking about attachments and detachments. And the, you know, the one who has full of the one who's full of desires, uh, cannot rid himself, you know, in order to be full of the way, you know? And Mm -hmm. so like, I've been really thinking about my attachments and my clingings and meditation in my meditation. Like I'm since I'm a seven on the Enneagram and you know, you're a six, like we live in our headspace. And so for anybody that's out there, that's so much in their headspace, like detaching, like what piggyback on what you're talking about. Like I literally think of like, you know, like the latches on a guitar case, you know yeah. what I mean? Like I'm like unlatching mm-hmm. stuff from me so it can like just completely rid itself. Yeah. And I'm like, I feel lighter yeah. as I'm just simply like the things that are plaguing me. Right. Like, yes. like, you know, like my freelance jobs that I'm doing and I got to do this, this and that today. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm unlatching myself from that mm-hmm. right now. And I see it fall away. Like, yeah. you know, like, or, you know, you know, I've been like, stressing over getting this motorcycle up and running right like you know 
unlatching and from all the stuff. And that's why I feel stuff, like you should you know? start with meditation, just like what you're saying. Yes. Because I think there comes that, like, you get a clear vision. Yes. And really, like, yeah, that makes total sense. You kind of clear the slate, and then the way to introduce even, you know, a particular reality that you want to live into is being grateful for the reality that you have, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So it's like the meditation, clearing of the slate, ridding of the desire, mm-hmm. freeing yourself from clinging, um, yeah. recognizing the gratefulness uh, that you have and the beautiful things that are happening in your life, even despite all of the 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 bad, right? It's yeah. the yin and yang. It's, it's mm-hmm. recognizing them both, but choosing to live into those good things and then saying, okay, well, even with that in mind, what does my preferred reality mean you know and yeah for me i've been writing those things down um i know we we do these these practices like right next to each other essentially so you <laughs> yeah. know we're kind of like you know yeah we we see what he we're copying off each other's <laughs> homework essentially but yeah but i know you've been writing yours down too you know um but tell me about the, your uh the book that you've been reading lately i've also been reading ram das grist for the mill an edition book that's and, my favorite book. <laughs> so good. And so that's been my thing. I want to talk about that a little bit too. But uh, you've been reading a Ram Dass book also. Yeah. Uh, I actually need to look at the name because I don't even know. Um, <laughs> oh, The Journey of Awakening. So that's been really good. I've. Um, it's helpful. He talks about diff- a lot of different methods of meditation, which I've been wanting to learn more of. Um yeah, I kind of try different things in meditation. I don't know if yeah. we can talk about that, but um, I experiment <laughs> Yeah. with, um, I guess, guided, if you will, even though I'm not listening to anyone. I'm kind of like guiding myself through like mon- either mantras or, um, yeah, just different things like that. Or it's just complete silence. So what's a mantra from this week that you've been reflecting um, on? What's the one I've been... And really quick while you're thinking, a mantra for those that don't know is just a, it could even be as short as a word, like a word or a short phrase that is mm-hmm. in repetition that's bringing you to a particular state of mind, keeping you in a place. Um, so if you see people meditating with mala beads, like there's 108 beads, right? Yeah. And every time that you you pass a bead through your finger, you repeat either a word or a phrase, a mantra, and it helps you keep on track. And also too, as we see in neuroscience, right? Like whenever you are creating new pathways, just like a pathway in the woods, like you got to keep walking on it over and over and over until it wears down into a dirt path in the woods the same way with your mind, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what the mantra does. So we, we develop these different mantras to be able to use in repetition for things that we either, you know, uh, want our reality to look like or, or a, you know, like mm-hmm. Ram Dass has an amazing, just really easy sentence that I use a lot that I am loving awareness. Mm-hmm. And the repetition of I am loving awareness, like, will it will show you like a diamond has a thousand sides to it, right? Mm-hmm. Like it will show you by that one repetition your your true self the christ in you will will reveal all of the 
amazing caveats of that mantra mm-hmm. of I am loving awareness, right? And that's yeah. just one. Yeah. So do you, you think of yours that you... Yeah, I, um, this week it's just been I am I'm whole. Yeah. You know, so that's been... That's been my another one that I love doing that I do. I try to do at least once a week is I like to go through the gifts of the spirit and just say I am each gift of the spirit. And I just really think about what that looks like me acting out into that gift. And um, for those that don't know, the gifts of the spirit is Paul uh, forgetting which epistle it is. But Paul writes that anyone uh, who is full of the spirit possesses these attributes and it's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control, faithfulness, faithfulness. I always forget faith. I do too. You do. <laughs> I do too. Yeah. I heard it the other day and I was like, that's the one I'm missing. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> man, I'm so unfaithful in remembering <laughs> faithfulness <laughs> of all of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, I got to get better at that too. I always forget faithfulness because uh, it is. And so what I love about that is it's funny that you even bring that up that like I've been kind of revisiting um, my Christianity. That's kind of funny to say because um, I work at a church. <laughs> but uh, Just being honest. Yeah, yeah like I, I have been revisiting my Christianity um, from kind of a different uh, standpoint which I think is interesting. And I was sharing with you a little bit about it. I don't necessarily want to dive into that right now, but essentially like, you know, like Eckhart Tolle says, you know, um, you know, when he was suicidal, he one night was going to kill himself. And he said, you know, I can't live with myself anymore. And in that moment, he had a realization. He says, well, what's the distinction between I and myself? Mm Mm-hmm. And like, there's this deep, true self, this Christ in me, the hope of glory, the I, the I am, the, the, you know, the, the soul, the spirit, the, the essence, the breath of life, you know, what, you know, whatever it is that you want to, the way, you know, I, that is in us, this Amagio Dei, the image of God, uh, you know, and it's like, the I in us that's separate from myself, the ego, the other, right? And so it's like, you know, uh, this this divine being that is in me, you know, the, the true I, um, I feel like has been speaking to me, you know? And, um, you know, I used to say, uh, whenever I was in the vineyard, right, the Lord spoke to me and gave me a word, <laughs> you know? That's my language that yeah. I'm familiar with, but... Um, God's been doing that, you know, this past week. So mm-hmm. I'll talk about spiritual practices. Like, I feel like if I could just use. So this isn't something that's happened lately. This is like kind of like re happening again. It's Ooh. always kind of been there, but I've had some really, really strong, like, you know, for lack of better terms, words of knowledge that have yeah. been given to me that are, are like evidently like. Once again, if I can revert back to some old language here, like God speaking to me, like, mm-hmm. and, um, I, I say all of that, just, you know, piggybacking on your gifts of the spirit reference, um, because, you know, like I have been be, 
becoming more into my Christian self in some ways again, like even like with God speaking to me, I feel like, and it's been like reminding me of like Paul's words a lot more. And like, even like Paul writing this, like, like if you are full of the divine, these are the things that mark you mm-hmm. like you're marked by this. And, um, that for a mantra or a meditation, mm-hmm. um, to me is, is meditating on God. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you bring up, like you, you meditate through the gifts of the spirit and I do too. And it's like, man, like when you meditate on the fact that you are love, mm-hmm. like I am love. I am joy. Like what you're affirming is the divine print of God that is in you, that is you, that you are becoming, that you already are, that you are, mm-hmm. you know, I'm getting real pastor here, but John 17, when, when Jesus prayer for every single person who would walk in the way, right? Let me redeem myself here. Some Tao Te Ching's and Lao Tzu, right? But G- Jesus says this, you know, and he says that, that his prayer is, is that for every single person that they would become one with the father, forgive his, you know, middle, you know, uh, ancient near East language here, but the referencing of father, like the, the goal is, is that we would become so one mm-hmm. with the father. So one with the divine. So one with being and essence and the I itself, that myself would be lost into the I mm-hmm. and that we would live into the true fullness of each and every one of those attributes, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, that the mantra now is not just a mantra to keep me on track, but rather it's a reality of what my life is. Yeah. Harkening back to your goals, right? Mm-hmm. Like now, like my goals and my vision, my preferred reality is the fruit of the spirit. Mm-hmm. That is what is happening in my life. Yeah. Faithfulness is what is happening. Self-control is what is happening. All of these things are the the manifestation of the mantra of the recognition of the divine within us. Yeah. You know? And that's the power of mantra. Yeah. Um that's the power of of having something that you can ingrain into you right like that's just so so intense it is so powerful it is you know and um and so important (laughs) yes and that's why i think reflecting on these spiritual practices are just really Mm -hmm. really important and and so for you listener like you know my hope is that we would you know, inspire you (laughs) through this very, uh, impassioned language here. I give you ideas, more things to think about creative ways to connect. Yes. Yes. Because yeah, I'm, I'm talking, I'm like on a rail railing rant now. So no, you're going to have to put the brakes on me. (laughs) It's good. (laughs) I'm enjoying it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so I think that having these practices like, you know, and, and I know that, that these episodes are really just to like reflect on the week. And as we do more of these, like, I think it'll come off a little bit easier and quicker too to just be like, Oh yeah. Like, you know, I was reading in 
Christopher the Mill yeah. this week, X, Y, Z, right? Like, it'll be able to be a little bit more, like, pointed. Yeah. We're uh, just giving some background right now. <laughs> I know. We're, we're giving, like, you know, we're, we're, feel, we're testing the waters right yeah. now. Like, what this particular, like, go-to uh, s- style of episode is, right? Yeah. Uh, so thank you, listener. Um, and actually give us some feedback, too. Like, what was good and helpful from yeah. this episode. Um, you know, but if I could just kind of recap what some of these things are that, that have been helpful to us is that it's been meditation, it's been journaling, and it's been reading. Mm-hmm. Um, that's been... Like, and I would say I include prayer. I, I think meditation, or I mean, uh, mantras are prayers. Um, I do too. And I feel like that too. So if I could just throw that in there, meditation, prayer, uh, journaling and reading. Um, I think what we should do is it's, it's becoming aware to me right now that like we should really like maybe do some other podcast episodes about really getting into the details of like because we started to do that, like whenever you were talking about your practice, about mm-hmm. journaling gratitude, journaling, you know, uh, I have some other things for, that I do for journaling too, like, yeah. you know, like writing your future now, yeah. right? And um, some different ways that I just like write reflections. I've actually been um, writing some proverbs, actually. Yeah. Um, so like just little like wisdom phrases I've been writing in my journal. And uh, not on I've Twitter. Got a couple of those too. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think there's something really healthy and beneficial about that. And so maybe we should do just a journaling episode. Yeah. Uh, prayer episode. Um, you know for sure. Um, Let's do it. And books and things. But for for this week, I I think it's really good. In general, if you listener get anything from this, it's the value of having a practice that you do daily. Yes. Like even if it starts super super small. Yeah. I mean just start it. Yeah. I mean we've kind of snowballed into Yeah. Into I if I would have started into what I'm doing now, I think I'd be a little overwhelmed. Yeah. Like it it was created through just starting small. Yeah. What did that look like for you? Yeah, I can certainly share, but Um I I've think it ranting. started with just reading. I didn't even pray or meditate yet. I was like, I'm just going to read because I just need to be encouraged. Yeah. And then through that, I was like, okay, I'm going to try this meditation thing, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, start slow in your meditation and only do a few minutes at a time. That's what I would recommend. Yeah. Unless it comes what easy. Were, what were some of the things that you were reading? At the time? Yeah, that's that was like getting you in. Because I know like, so talk to me just a little bit about like why you didn't read the Bible. Like why why not read the Bible in the morning? Um, well, be be real honest because our people here are yeah. gonna resonate with you. So well, I stopped reading it, and I pro- I don't know if I've read it in probably two years. Yeah, still. <laughs> um, but uh, I couldn't through the time of like deconstructing and stuff. It was too much for me. I just couldn't read and separate from what was like drilled in me. Yeah. And I couldn't understand. I couldn't. I don't feel like I could hear what was really trying to be communicated because what I was reading, I just like I couldn't separate yeah. the two. Um, and everybody's saying like, you know, like Rob Bell and all them like he was really helpful through that time because he would explain things. And I'm like, OK, so there's definitely something else going on here. Yeah. But I can't see it right now. So giving up the Bible for me 
Yeah. It was good, but... And that was um, through, like, the Rob cast, and then What is the Bible? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. book that he had, yeah. Yeah. So you're asking what book snowballed into what? Well, what I'm saying, like, you know, a lot of people, too, that, like, you know, certainly we have listeners that um, are from all over the spiritual spectrum, you know, mm-hmm. but a lot of people that connect with, with what I'm doing is just, like, with how we are, like, ex- ex-evangelical sorts of folks that you know, uh, have a history or childhood maybe even with the Bible. Mm-hmm. And when they hear about having a morning practice, some people are wanting to still dig into the word. Right. Yeah. And, um, you know, so my question for you is like, what were, uh, the deciding factors for like, why not the Bible? Right. Like, and then mm-hmm. what did you choose, um, in the place of like some sort of like spiritual reading in the morning? We'll be here now. Yeah. <laughs> Ramdas, of course. Um, Which I will say for some of you that are like yeah. freshly out of Christianity, you know, we're, we're, we've been on the Ramdas kick for essentially years now. Yeah. I've been on a Ramdas kick. Yeah. Um, Lindsay, I know that you, uh, I would say probably within the past year of really like. When all that happened, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. really got into that. I was like reading Be Here Now in the mornings and you like just happened to grab it one day and you're like, what is yeah. this big funky book that uh-huh. you read sideways? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I love it because like, I don't know. It's just so encouraging and it just teaches you. I just feel like it was so like good for me because it's just, it's taught me things that... It's funny because there's a lot of stuff in there that actually the Bible has. And he talks, he references Jesus a lot in it. Yeah. And it helped a lot because I was like, oh, that's like a universal thing. That's a universal thought. And Jesus said that. Like, yeah. that's that's so helpful for me. It's helping me like bridge this again, you know? Yes. I, I think Ramdas and his guru, Neem Karoli Baba, uh, or just Maharaji, um, Maharaji made a comment about Jesus that like really made me, you know, be open again to yeah. my own faith, you know? Yes. And, and it's like seeing that like we have like these universal truths and, and seeing somebody else's perspective from a Hindu perspective, yes. like talk about Jesus and the Christ, like that just opened me up me to see like my own tradition in a new completely mm. you know fresh way you know yeah which um, i feel like i'm still discovering and like learning again which yeah. is like really cool and like kind of you know like i'm i'm too i feel like i'm getting to a place where like i'm at least i'm hoping i am <laughs> i've also not been like submerged back in the culture completely but like i'm not triggered yet <laughs> of christianity um, yeah well you I'm were like... really triggered with a lot of the stuff and i use the word yeah. trigger lightly friends but i know um but i mean really we uh I, I think we were just talking about this at dinner like whenever you begin to evolve in the stages of your faith mm-hmm. you begin to just kind of let go like your frustrations with people that are still like using old language for you mm-hmm. you know you're just like you know that's where they are today yeah and that's okay yeah you know like this is where you're at today this is yes. where i'm at today 
And I think the, the evidence of a spiritual evolution is viewing other people's stages of development, mm-hmm. spiritual developmental phases that you can recognize with a clear, non-attached heart, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. that like your like what I was realizing for me is my still desire for control over people mm-hmm. to have them speak a certain way or to think a certain way or to evolve to another, you know, level of understanding yeah. of spirituality uh, that I felt like was more advanced. Like yeah. that was still a um, manifestation of a more immature or, you know, mm-hmm. in process, if you will, stage. And so like I realized that I had a more mature faith whenever I could see everyone in their own journey using whatever language and belief they would like. And then certainly, unless you're like really creating an injustice for somebody, like I can, I can live with that. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you know, if you're a, you know, a Benny Hinn or, you know, whatever, if you're a, you know, Bethel worship Hillsong person, or, you know, you're a, uh, you know, a Catholic or, you know, like whatever it is, like if you're not like oppressing folks, then, you know, I, I'm okay with wherever you're at on, on this, mm-hmm. you know, this place of, of, uh, spiritual evolution. Yeah. Um, you know, cause we've definitely have plenty of people we know that are, um, still completely submerged in that culture and they're amazing people. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Absolutely. We were just talking about, uh, you know, I'm where I'm on staff at at Oceanside Sanctuary. Mm-hmm. We were talking about a pastor friend that, you know, a couple people on staff have. And just like he's, you know, we couldn't believe any more differently. Yeah. But like the guy is just a true real deal pastor, this other pastor in, in the city that we know. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, like, he is possessing, though, the fruit of the Spirit, right? Like, he is a yeah. loving person. He is joyful. Like, he really does try to, be, you know, build peace, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, he certainly is different politically than us and everything else, but it's like, whatever, yeah. right? And so, um, anyways, I'm not sure how we got to this point, but uh, <laughs> the point is, is that I think, like, you know, you were, I guess we were talking about uh, reading in the morning in the Bible and, and understanding, like, what text is right for you uh, as you develop this practice. And I think if people can, um, you know, Ramdas might be a stretch for you, uh, depending on where you're at. Yeah. But I would say, I would admonish you that you, and I don't want to should on you, <laughs> but I'm going to should on you right now. And you should order Ramdas, be here now. And with an open heart and with an open mind, um, just simply read it and, and just, if anything at all, the only thing it's going to do is help you understand different ways of thought more, even if you don't actually believe it. Right. Yeah. And, um, cause that was a really huge book for Lindsay and I was be here now. Mm -hmm. Um, Gris for the mill has been good. So speaking of like what's been impactful for us this past week, like, I've been reading Gris for the Mill, and uh, it's the subtitle is Awakening to Oneness, and just that same John 17 idea that when you are one with the Father, Mother, you know, whatever you would like to refer to the divine as, uh, you know, when you are one, like, that is whenever true, like, uh, 
you know, spiritual awakening happens, right? Yeah. And um, so if I could just share just a quick story from Grist for the Mill yes. that, you know, I, I loved. And, uh, like, it's helped me so much because I come from, and, and maybe you, listener, you come from, you know, churches that are very, like, production-oriented. Maybe you come from churches that are very... Uh, like focus on performance, you know, and there's a lot of that that I still really value and that I like. Um, but there is like, there's an authentic way to do it and an inauthentic way to do that, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, I think that churches or even I'd say spiritualities or religions are like genres of music. It's like pick whichever one is the right music to your yeah. ears. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, if the charismatic, like banner waving church, like isn't your genre, then like don't go to it, right? Mm-hmm. If the lighting candle, more contemplative sort of thing is your thing, do that, yeah. you know? <laughs> Whatever, right? Like, if a Jewish expression, if you know, if you are more of a Kabbalah sort of mystical Jewish person, like, yeah. do that, right? It's fine. It's different genres of music, you know? Nobody, I don't like country. Maybe you do, you know? You probably don't like death metal. I do, right? <laughs> like, it's okay. Um, so... Uh, the point is, uh, with all of that, maybe I don't even know where I was going with. I got sidetracked on death metal here for a second. Um, what was that? the story. Oh, share the story. <laughs> Duh. Okay. I'm sharing a story from Gris for the Mill. And so you maybe have come from more of like performance oriented churches, right? And so like we have this sort of stigma that we have to give a particular sort of experience for people all the time. And especially when it comes to spirituality, period, Mm -hmm. this just goes for churches anywhere. I don't care if you come from a charismatic performance oriented church or not. When you start talking about your spiritual life, you start needing to sound a particular way, Mm -hmm. explain things in a right way, sound holy, Mm -hmm. be very pious and be able to articulate in a way that is going to project a particular self to get people to be aware of how advanced you might be spiritually. Anxiety. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it, it, it doesn't matter if it's in Christianity or not. This is all religions and, you know, all denominations and everything. And so in Grist for the Mill, Ramdas was saying that he was, uh, you know, really needing to find some refuge, really needing to just get away. And so he went to a Zen uh, Buddhist monastery for a nine-day retreat. And so when he showed up to the retreat center, uh, you probably remember this story mm-hmm. maybe, it, he showed up to the retreat center and one of the monks welcomed him and greeted him and, um, you know, just said, you know, welcome, you know, uh, Ram Das, you know, whatever. And he said that they just didn't make any deal about that at all. Like, you know, he's been selling Be Here Now and like he's on this like speaking tour. And famous. <laughs> he is. He's like spiritual world, like, you know, famous, yeah. like really being, I would say, like a, a guru to yeah. a lot of Americans. Right. Yeah. Like really sharing amazing wisdom. And so but the Zen monk like didn't even acknowledge that at all about him. Like didn't, you know, show any sort of partiality to him from any of the other attendees. Right. Yeah. And then he said that, uh, you know, 
during it was very rigorous right so like they'd be sitting in meditation and he'd start to slouch and they'd smack him in the back <laughs> with a little stick and i remember alan watts years ago talking about uh this how in zen monasteries that they will freaking slap you <laughs> with bamboo sticks if you're slouching you know and um so like in meditation, if you're like falling asleep or something, like they don't pull any punches, literally, right? Like they they will hit you. <laughs> and um, Ramdas said, you know, they're like smacking him with bamboo sticks, and um, he would go see this one uh, master uh, a couple times a day. It was like morning and the evening, and he sat down the first day, and the Zen master said, uh, "Explain to me what you know, like." It was something along the lines of, I'm going to butcher it, and I'm not going to take the time to look it up, but it was something like, what does like the clapping of hands tell you about God? Like, it was something like, just kind of mm-hmm. obscure. You know, Zen people are very known for being kind of obscure. Yeah. You know? And um, Ramdas began to give this really philosophical, like, thought-out response. You know, and he said... Basically, like, nope, nope, and like, <laughs> told him to leave, you know. Yeah. And Ram Dass was like, uh, like, I'm giving you this like, really awesome sort of, elegant response, and uh, you're not even appreciating it like at all. And so he sends him out of the room, and he comes back like day after day, and the same question is asked, the very simple question, you know, what does the clapping of hands tell you about God, you know, and Ram Dass is like trying every angle that he can figure out to try to answer this Zen master, uh, an appropriate response. And every time he just like is a complete, like, dare I say like dickhead to Ram Dass mm-hmm. and no pun intended because <laughs> Ram Dass real name's Richard and he refers to himself <laughs> as Dick. So, okay, there we go. Tied those together. And, um, and he sends them out. And finally it was like day six or seven of a nine day retreat. Like, more than halfway over, Ramdas said he was literally miserable at this retreat. Like the Zen master was just being an absolute douchebag to him, right? Like nobody was taking him seriously there. Like the people that were uh, the monks around there, like didn't respect him. They were hitting him. He said for basically no reason at this point, <laughs> like almost picking on him. And he was fed up. He was frustrated with it. And he said that he was, like, plotting in his head, like, every possible way. Like, what sickness would be serious enough that he could pull off to get them to, like, release him, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, what could he make up to get out of this mess that he's in? And he said, he's like, you know, I'm just going to go into the Zen master and I just don't care anymore. Like, I'm, I'm just completely over it. I'm frustrated. I want to get out of here. I'm uncomfortable. These people are basically picking on me and harassing me. Like, I am done with this stupid Zen retreat. And he goes in to see the Zen master. And Zen master says, Ramdas, tell me what the clapping of hands tells you about God. He says, hello, master. <laughs> like, all annoyed, you know. And the master says, ah, Ramdas, you're starting to understand Zen. You know? And he's like, are you serious? Now, I'm starting. I'm frustrated. I didn't give you the time of day. You asked me a question. I didn't even respond. I just said good morning. And now the Zen master is saying, like, ah, you're on the path to Zen. Yeah. And it's like, 
that frees me because it says that being completely relaxed, being completely in ourself, mm-hmm. being free from the pressures of whatever sort of performance that we think we have to be under, that that is the essence of who we really are trying to get out there. And so it's like, it's like our playful child self. Yes. Yes. Our, our like life is, I love how Alan Watts always brings that out, that it's about play. That the people who are dancers and who are musicians are understanding that that is what this is all about. That it's not about the finish line. That it's about, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're living your whole life, you're a musician. If you're waiting for the bridge of the song the whole time, you're not enjoying the verses. You're not enjoying the choruses. You know, you're not enjoying the pre-chorus. You know, you you didn't enjoy the turnaround that went back to the intro riff. Like, you didn't do any of that, right? Because you're just focused on the bridge. Mm -hmm. And, um... Everybody who comes from a charismatic background knows the Holy Spirit always lives in the bridges of the songs. But (laughs) (laughs) anyways, um, my point with all of this is, is that like we are able to practice like this sort of Zen freedom. Like that is Mm -hmm. what this comes from. And so once again this point at this podcast is to talk about the things that have helped us this past week. And I've been reading grist for the mill. And that is one story this week that Ram Dass shared. That is just like really giving me a breath of fresh air. That's good. Like, yeah, I've been really digging on grist for the mill. I can it's see why book. it's your favorite book. Yeah. I mean, next to be here now, cause be here now has to take first place. right? Now. <laughs> really? You think so? I, I just really formed a lot in my life. And, yeah. and then that just like, yeah, paired along with it perfectly. Yeah. It's a great book. Yeah. So I love many it. good stories that opened my eyes. Yeah. You guys might want to check out to your actually uh your libraries. Like uh oh, yeah. I'm gonna wrap up this podcast because I know it's forty five minutes and I I don't necessarily think it needs to be this long, but <laughs> um like Lindsay, you took the kids to the library mm-hmm. and you were like Dude, they got everything over there. Yeah, I mean, you can pretty much get it all if you want to just try it first. <laughs> yeah. Before you buy it, you know. <laughs> like, I picked up a copy of the Bhagavad Gita yeah. at the library, and then I was like, oh, this is the version that I want. Yeah. I'll order it. Yeah, you don't think about that first, usually. Right. But, yeah, definitely check, check that out first. Yeah, it's it's really cool. Mm-hmm. So, um, anything else this week or in general that's been helping you, Lindsay? I don't think so. I mean, we're, we're just... We're uh, we're getting our sea legs here, figuring out how this <laughs> type of episode will be. So, yeah. uh, friends, thank you for uh, sticking with us here. And um, what's been helping you? Uh, we wanna we're always learning. Like right now, behind Lindsay's head, recording this is like six books, and they're all being read. <laughs> and then we have a bunch of books. Like we have resources galore, and I'm always like seriously having to check my bank account because I'm always wanting to order more books, but I've not even finished the ones that I'm in right now and it's crazy, but send us some resources. Uh, what's been helping you? Uh, maybe if this is your first time, maybe you're going to try some mantra. Uh, let us know how that goes. You know where to find me. I'm always on Instagram at the underscore spiritual underscore nomad, uh, the spiritual nomad and, uh, send me a DM. Let me know uh, what's been helping with that. And, um, I'm excited to be a little bit more intentional with this. And thank you, Lindsay. Yes, of course. For being a person to talk with. Thank you. 
and uh, letting me rant <laughs> a little bit. Always. And, <laughs> and I'm sure as we listen further that you'll be doing some ranting as well. <laughs> Lindsay's really good at it. <laughs> Don't She's, throw me under the bus. Man. I'm not. It's, it's they're beautiful rants. <laughs> Thank um, you. They just need to uh, be recorded, and I'm sure as we do this more, uh, you know, that will be. So I'll have a few standalone talks that I'm really excited about doing. I have a couple guests that I think are going to be really good fits uh, for the show, um, but I'm really excited about throwing this in the mix. Um, and I will just end with this final note that the reason that I was inspired to really take this serious again because we were at a friend's house for dinner the other night um and one of their friends uh, follows the spiritual nomad on instagram and has just been saying how my journey has really helped them uh in their deconstruction and they're trying to find some sort of faith that works for them and um how it was it's just been meaningful to them to have my profile and that was very humbling and it was very, uh, like, a reality check for me that, like, um, you know, I am still, like, I know I'm back on staff at a church now, but, you know, I've been working in the secular world for a little while. And, uh, but, so, yes, I am a pastor, you know, again, vocationally, but, like, I've never not stopped being that because this Fierce Nomad project has been going on for a while. And there's so many of you that I interact with and with DMs and everything and, just like, man, like I do feel like some sense of responsibility to share my journey. Cause it's our journey. You know, I, I'll, I'll include you in that if I can, but mm -hmm. like there's people out there that really need to know that they're not alone. Mm -hmm. And, um, this particular person happens to live, you know, in, I don't know, some here, somewhere here in San Diego, you know, North County. And it's like, you know, you, sometimes you just got to know that like maybe that person's on the other side of the world or maybe they're right down the street, but like, you know, like it's okay to be reshaping and reforming what it means to, to have a, a spirituality and a relationship with the divine. And, um, so I was like humbled by the comment that my Instagram and podcast has really helped this individual. And the backside of that sword was, man, I have just not been intentional with it. And I feel a sort of like, dare I say, holy responsibility to like, really like chat about this stuff, you know, mm -hmm. like I feel really strong about it. So, um, I'm grateful for your willingness, Lindsay, to, to chat with me. Yeah. We do it all, all the time all the time you people would be so worn out if you saw how our actual our lives kids. Uh, our kids are going to be like <laughs> six years old like rattling off like obscure theologies and like you know string theory like multiverse <laughs> videos that i watch on youtube and <laughs> they're gonna be interesting though <laughs> yeah I, my son's gonna be like talking to me about simulation theory at four years old which i'm really into but uh anyways we'll we'll wrap this thing up we're we're pushing an hour here so yeah. uh nonetheless we will see you next week connect me on instagram and i uh, look forward to doing more with the spiritual nomad so thank you sweetheart you're welcome all right see you guys soon